Discouragement is one of Satan's favorite things to beat down Christians. How many of you, two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, suddenly thoughts start pouring into your brain? You are no good. You're not good enough. You are a sorry mother. You are a sorry father. The reason your children are acting the way they're acting is because of you. You have failed. You can't do anything right. Do you remember the decision that you made 10 years ago? Do you remember the mistake that you made five years ago? Do you remember those horrible things that you did? God could never forgive you. How on earth do you think that you are even good enough to go to church, to be a Christian? You're not a Christian. You just suck at life. That voice that you hear in your head, those thoughts come from one source, and it's Satan. And he wants to beat you down. He wants to cause condemnation to pour over into your life so that you are beat down as a Christian. You're not good enough to do anything. You have no confidence. Your confidence is gone because of Satan's lies to you. These things will come, and if you allow them to stay, he will come to you every single night and drive you absolutely out of your mind. It will cause uncertainty in your life. It will cause you to worry about every little detail because you've made mistakes in the past, and oh my goodness, how could you possibly think you're going to make a good decision now because you've made bad ones in the past and you're going to make another bad decision today? The chronic negativity will hang with you like a cloud following you everywhere you go. This type of discouragement will lead you to anxiety. Oh my goodness, what is going to happen with my job? They're reorganizing. Where are companies getting bought out? Whatever the case may be, suddenly you have anxiety. You can't sleep at night. And you are in a cycle of despair. There was a man in the scripture that Jesus came to at the pool of Bethesda. He'd been there for over 40 years, crippled. And as uh, the Jewish history goes, there would be an angel to come and stir the waters once a year. And the first one that got into the pool, they were healed. And it was nothing but paralytics and sick people laying around this pool. One day Christ came in, and this man was in a cycle of despair. He was in a cycle, obviously, of discouragement, probably depression, so bad that you can't even imagine it. One day Christ walked in and said, do you want to be healed? And he said, I have no one put me into the pool. And Jesus said, pick up your bed and walk. And he picked up his bed. Suddenly strength came to his legs and his feet, and he was healed. And his life was changed forever. Christ is the one who broke that cycle, that cycle of despair, that cycle of discouragement, anxiety, depression, all of the things that come your way. Christ has the ability 
to make it come to an end. I've got good news for you today. If you are struggling and have struggled with depression, you've been struggling with anxiety, you've been struggling with the lies that Satan has been telling you to beat you down, tell you you're not good enough, they're just that. They are lies. And you have to stand up for yourself spiritually and do as James chapter 4 verse 7 says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist him. I personally went through a stage in my life several years ago. It's bad decisions I've made, divorces I went through. What have I put my kids through? What have I, all the bad things that I've done, it kept coming up and it was driving me absolutely crazy. I couldn't sleep at night. I was getting one to two hours a night because of the anxiety, borderline depression, all these things. And one morning at 2 a.m., I literally sat up in the bed and said, Satan, get out of my life now in the name of Christ. There might have been a little more colorful language that was used that I won't repeat, but Satan, get out of my life in the name of Jesus Christ, and it left. And any time it tries to wiggle its way back in, Anytime Satan tries to crawl in your room like a snake that he is, tell him to leave. Identify him. Identify him and name him, and then tell him in the name of Christ to leave you alone. I promise you, you are going to see dramatic results from taking that piece of advice. This is the same advice that you would get from Monsignor Rossetti. Resist Satan, and he will flee from you. Satan is lesser than you are. He is less than you are. He is a liar. He is the one that is truly condemned for eternity. You are not. You have the ability to pick yourself up, identify him, call him out by name, and calls him to leave in the name of Christ. And let me tell you who you are through Scripture. If you have your Bible, you can turn to Philippians, and all of the all of the uh, Scripture that I read during these podcasts will be coming from the New Living Translation, simply because I studied under these men and I trust them with the translation. So uh, Philippians chapter four, verse six and seven says, "Don't worry." about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Do you hear what he just said? His peace. Ask yourself, when I lay down at night, do I have peace or not? If you don't, this good news says, pray about it, give it to God, tell God what you need, and he will give you his peace that passes all understanding.
If you turn to Galatians chapter 3, verse 26, Paul writes and says, For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus, and all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ, like putting on new clothes. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham, and you are his heirs, and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. Now turn to Galatians chapter 5. Chapter 5, verse 1, the very first line says, So Christ has truly set us free. There is no reason any longer to live under the yoke of depression and discouragement and go through the things you go through on a daily basis, being beat down by Satan's attacks. Now look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. And following, but God is so rich in mercy, and He loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, He gave us life when He raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you've been saved, for He raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us, as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. Hearing forward to verse 8, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things that we have done, so none of us can boast about it, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Does that sound like you are nothing to God? Does it sound like you are less than and that God wants you to keep walking around discouraged? and beat down all the time? No. God thought enough of you to give his son as a sacrifice so that your sins and my sins and the sins of the entire world were nailed to a tree. And when Christ died, we died. And when he arose on the morning of the third day, we arose with him. When God called Christ out of the out of the tomb, and that tomb, the stone rolled away, and he came out the firstborn from among the dead, all of heaven began to go into unbelievable pandemonium excitement. Because not only has Christ arisen, but we have risen with him. This is why the scripture says, For he called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. And he goes on and talks, Paul does, and he says, we have been made to sit in heavenly places with Christ Jesus the righteous. You say, well, wait a minute, Andy. I'm not in heaven. I'm right here on this earth. You would be correct. However, spiritually, we 
are in Christ. We make up his body. And when he called us out of the darkness and into his light, we sit with Christ in the heavenly realm. We don't belong to this earth. We belong to the, the citizenship of heaven. We're just passing through this life. So don't be discouraged. Don't let Satan beat you up. You're a child of the Most High God who raised you back to life through the sacrifice and resurrection of his son, Jesus. In Colossians chapter 2, one of my favorite verses, chapter 2, verse 13, Paul Rand said, You were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Whatever mistakes you've made in the past, whatever things that the devil keeps throwing up to you that you're so bad and you've done so many bad things and all of the lies that he tells you, remember this one thing. You can't, you may not feel like you can forgive yourself, but I've got good news for you. God forgave you many, many years ago. He forgave you of all your sins. So don't let Satan lie to you and tell you and keep bringing that sin up to you because God has already taken care of that. Romans chapter 7, verse 24. Paul writes and he says, Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? And he answers his own question in verse 25. Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. So you see how it is in my mind. I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I'm a slave to sin. Chapter 8, verse 1. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. As because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. My friend, the Lord has better things for you to do than to get beat up at 2 o'clock in the morning, to be discouraged, and to live a less-than-fruitful Christian life. I'm going to say a prayer. I'd like for you to pray with me and mean what you say when you pray because God hears us and we know that if he hears us, he's going to answer our prayer according to his will. Father, I come to you in the name of Christ and every person listening to this podcast this morning, set these folks free with your love and your grace and your peace. Bind up Satan from tormenting them any further. Heal their mind. Heal their spirit. Cause them to walk in confidence with you by your side. Let them understand that there is no condemnation, and no matter what they've done in their past, God, 
you've forgiven them. Give them their, your confidence. Give them your peace. Give them your grace. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. I'd like for you to be able to share this podcast with as many as you feel necessary to share that it'll help. We're going to be uh, coming to you next time with the second stage of the satanic attacks that he brings on so many people and it's hopelessness. So we are believers as believers. We have hope in Christ Jesus. And we'll talk about that in episode two. Thank you for listening to the lemon tree this morning. Thank you.